Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Matthew chapter 15. Let's read, let's go. One, two, three, let's go. Uh Uh-huh. Then came to Jesus, scribes and Pharisees, and which were what? Jerusalem, saying, why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders for they wash not their hands when they eat bread uh-huh. and said unto them uh-huh. why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your word praise the Lord Jesus Christ for God commanded saying honor thy father and mother and he that curseth father or mother let him die the death But you, whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. Let's skip to verse 7. He says, "Uh Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men and he called the multitude and said unto them hear and understand not that which what goeth into the mouth defileth a man but that which cometh out of so the bible says not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man but that which what cometh out of the mouth this defileth the man verse 12 says then his disciples said and to him, knowest then thou that the Pharisees were offended after they had this saying? The disciples, did you hear that? What did they tell him? The Pharisees were offended when they had. Uh-huh, next verse. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted shall be rooted up. Next verse. Let them alone, they'll be blind leaders of the blind and if the blind lead the blind both shall fall into the word then said answered peter and said unto who jesus declare unto us this parable explain what are you meaning what's the meaning of this and then what happens and jesus says are you also without understanding do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the draft uh-huh but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. Uh-huh. For out of the what? Proceedeth what? Evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, and what? Blasphemies. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus... The story begins when Sadducees, Pharisees come to Jesus and then they tell him, Chief, your disciples don't wash their hands before they what? Why are they breaking the what? The traditions of the elders. Jesus asked them, why do you break the commandments of God by your tradition? So you realize that Jesus is actually speaking about a commandment here. You understand? You realize that Jesus is talking about a commandment. When our Lord and Savior was living, he left a very distinct instruction. He told us to go and preach the gospel to men, baptizing them in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And the Bible says, and teaching them all the things I have commanded thee. Are you with me? teaching them to observe all the things whatsoever I have commanded you. And he says, and lo, I am with you always until the end of men. In other words, there are things Jesus commanded. There are commandments. You understand? 
You might not say, okay, you can say that I'm not under the law. Yes, you're talking about the law of Moses, but you are under the law of Christ. I said you are under the law of Christ. That is why Paul says, to the weak I became weak, to the circumcised, to those of the law as under the law, to them without the law as them without the law. He says that I became all things, okay? Let's read there. To them that are without the law as without the law, brackets, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, okay? There is a law in Christ. You understand? There is a mosaic law, but there is a Christ law. There are things God commanded us to do. There were commandments. There were not requests. There were not advices. There were not promises. There were not strengthenings. There were not exhortations. There were commandments. So when he says observing to teach the things I have commanded you, today the church does not know the things that are of command to us by the Spirit of Christ. And some people think that the things that are of command to us by the Spirit of Christ are the very things that Moses speaks about in the Ten Commandments. And I want to submit to you that those are not the things that Christ commanded us for. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a very deliberate reader of the Bible, you're going to realize that the commandments of Moses began with don't. And the commandments of Christ begin with do. So the Christ commanding tells us what to do. He tells us what not to do. Are you with me? You shall lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. It's not a request. You shall cast out devils in my name. The Bible says he commanded them saying, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Are you hearing me? There were commandments. Are you hearing me? Let's begin with the verse before. Uh -huh. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's not a request. This is a what? An instruction, a command. Uh -huh. But go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. Uh -huh. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, and, and it says do what? Heal the sick. Healing the sick is a command. It's not a request. It's not an advice. Okay? Cleanse the what? The lepers. Raise the what? The dead. Cast out what? Devils. Freely have you received, freely give I unto you. So, Healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, sorry, raising the dead. All of those are instructions directly to us as a church. They are mandate. Somebody say amen. amen. So he comes to religious people and he tells them, you know what? Your problem is, your problem is this. That you have ignored the commandments of God and established your own what? Traditions. And their problem is washing hands. These guys have not washed their hands. You see? You see? Now, let me begin with the doctrine I want to hit so badly. It's in trouble. One time I heard on television, what should have been, I think, on media or radio, and there's somebody who was speaking about the battle of AI. Who, rem who knows AI? There was a city called AI. Who remembers that story? After Jericho. Thank you. You remember that story of AI? Now the scriptures say that the children of Israel had gotten victory. And then AI was a smaller city. It was obvious they had to overtake that city. And then the Bible says that they went to fight. And when they went to fight, they were beaten. And when they were beaten, when they come back and then they inquire of the Lord and say, why have we been beaten? And then God said that you have not gotten rid of some unholy things in your camp. Are you with me? So the mind was that defiling came by reason of the unholy things that stayed in the camp. And therewith the children of Israel were defiled that they defeated a stronger army and lost to a weaker one. And somebody used that as revelation and taught and said that, for example, if you have anything which is of the devil in your house, you might lose a battle. Okay? And that could have been okay at that level. But the person went deeper and said, for example, some of you have hunkies from underground. They have triple six on them. A certain guy went through these things and then got a hanky 
and then he spoke spells on them. Who understands what I mean here? Joshua 7.11. Israel has what? Sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of their cursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put what? It even among their own stuff. And therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed things among you. You remember that story? So the preacher established that kind of basis to say that, for example, if accursed things, they say, for example, if the devil gives you a hanky, somebody probably is a devil worshiper, and then they give you a what? And then you go with that hanky, when it has demons to them. But for you, you don't know. <laughs> then you take it into your house. Then attacks start to come on your house, but these attacks are coming because there is a hunky. And then you go to prayer mountain and ask yourself, why is my marriage failing? Why is my body failing to respond? What is wrong with me, God? Help me, deliver me. And as you pray and seek the Almighty God, God reveals to you there is a hanky which your stepmother gave you. That is the one. Get it out. And then you get that hanky and then you throw it out. And then peace returns to your house. And then this preacher said that somebody gave them a gift and that gift was given to them by a devil worshipper. Sadly, they didn't sense that the devil worshipper gave them that thing. And then that thing stayed in their house. And then the family got disoriented, disorganized. And then the person says that they almost ran mad. They literally almost ran mad. They almost committed suicide. They became so wasted. Why? Because there was a gift in the house. And then somebody in the same family fasts and prays for many days. After fasting and praying for many days, the Lord literally reveals to them that that is the problem. So they carried it out of the house. And when they carried it out of the house, from that day, they were delivered. And sadly, the preacher said, Christians, some of you think that the devil is weak. Oh, God. But I want to submit to you that the devil is strong. I heard this with my own ears from radio. So somebody said that they ran mad for close to 10 years because they had an accursed thing in the house. And so by the end of the service, we were being taught how to look for things that are not of God in our houses. Are there any godly things? Did your stepmother give you a shoe that is a cast, that a cast thing? The sermon ended. And then I realized that this problem is not with that person only. Many people have that problem. Some of you are even warned in advance. So and so is going to give you something. But that person is going to give it to you, they are a devil worshiper. Or they, they went to a devil. Or they went to each doctor. When they give it to you, don't what? Don't take it. Because it will be a point of contact. <laughs> a point of what? Contact. Between you and them. And then they'll torment you. Let me tell you. I've seen people actually tormented by those things. Do they get tormented? Yes, sir. Why do they get tormented? They don't get tormented because these things are strong. No. They get tormented because there's something they don't know. That's the doctrine I came to bury. Somebody say amen. amen. And I'm going to bury it by scripture. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then they gave her a top. Then that top made her crazy until we removed the top. But I've seen those things as well in ministry. One time I was praying for a girl and the Lord told me, remove her bangles. And the moment I held the bangles like this, the demon said, leave my bangles alone. <laughs> Even me, I imitated them. I told them, I wage not with flesh and blood. <laughs> Let go. You know, I have fun when I'm dealing with devils, man. You should see me. It's like I'm in circus. I don't want to stop. That's why I feel sorry for some people who come for deliverance because it's fun for me. I just 
I just love to hear demons scream, Wowe, Banjocha. You understand? But the Lord told me, remove. To me, it wasn't a problem, but to her, it had a certain effect on her life. So I can say that there are certain people who have that kind of effect on their lives, but that then presuppose that actually those things are supposed to have power on them. It only means that there's a certain thing that they don't know. Are you with me? There's a certain thing that they what? They don't know. The moment you know that truth, what I'm going to share this evening, man, even if you put on bangles that are from anywhere, they're the ones which will burn, not you. You see, child of God, you have to get to a level where you understand who you are in God. And that's the place where God tells us to exercise ourselves unto God. He says, exercise yourself unto godliness. That's the place where we exercise ourselves unto godliness. The place where you're conscious of who you are before anything happens around you. We have a witch doctor somewhere in Mukono. This guy one time messed me up. You understand? And then you, you preach and then he puts music. Boo, 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 boo. So one day I got so annoyed and I was going to preach and the Holy Ghost. I said, God, this is witchcraft. God told me, do as occasion serves you. You don't know what that means. So I went and then I moved out and I told my spirit that the moment I look at those machines that are playing, they're going to burn and he's going to run mine. I went out, I looked at the machines, and immediately, and then he ran, we started running mad. You understand? Why? Because the anointing met evil. Now, let me tell you something. Certain things happened to him during that period, quite a number. And amazingly, this guy would go probably to, to do his stuff, and I would see them, and when I see them, you know... Some of you should know who you are, I again say. Because we know how to release fire on demons. <laughs> we know how to shake the devils. Devils don't chase devils. <laughs> Jesus said it. Devils don't what? Chase devils. But there is something that he sees. Why every time he looks at me, he sees that I'm a master. I'm way, <laughs> man. Yes, Mulogo. <laughs> yes, Mulogo. Some of you, which doctors are going to call you witches and wizards? <laughs> Why? Because you carry a power way deeper and higher than they can ever carry. The Bible says that great is He, Jesus Christ, that is in you than the devil in the world. Even the best witch doctors in Uganda, they'll say, no, that one is on a higher level. Look at the way we think. Look at the way God set it. Look at how he set the stage. Whatever you bind on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loosen on the earth, it shall... Do you know the meaning? A guy comes and then he binds something, you just come and loosen it. A witch doctor comes and loosens something, you come and bind it. He says it's black, you say it's white. He puts a gray area, you put living color. Come on, somebody. One time I was dealing with an issue of a woman who came and told me, oh, apostle, pray for me. There is a lady in the neighborhood. She does witchcraft. The other day I found witchcraft on my door. She puts stuff here and then she's doing business. My business is dying because she's doing witchcraft. I said, God, Africans. I told her, don't worry, I'll sort you. The next morning I was going to work. I went in the direction of this woman whom they are telling me does witchcraft. I stood straight and I looked at her padlock. And then I did like this. I locked her business. Because you can't do witchcraft. Over a child of God, I locked it. One week, it's not opening. Two weeks, it's not opening. Three weeks. We don't know what happened with her. I locked it. <laughs> Listen. Evil should not thrive in your presence. I, Listen. Evil should not thrive in your presence. If the Lord shows me that this guy is doing witchcraft, man, I'll lock him up. So that he knows it doesn't work. Until he comes and we tell him what works. I said until he comes and we tell him what works. 
Oh, I do business in Chikubo, but everybody's doing witchcraft. You go door to door. Then after that, you come back saying, I open for Christians. I open for Christians. I open for Christians. Man, it's about time. It's about time. It's about time. That is why if you're here and you're, you're sure that there's somebody around you doing witchcraft. My God, by reason of the grace, I want you to raise your hand right now and start to tie everything around them. And say, I tie everything around you and bring you to Christ by force. It's not right for a child of God to suffer over somebody with witchcraft. No, that's not your story. No, it's better you tie it until they ask themselves, how do you do it? And after that, they come and ask questions. There's a woman one time who came for me and says, oh, men, pray for me. I have problems and regarding business. We prayed for her business until the whole neighborhood started to say she's a witch. So the point here is that there is a place where we have to get to as a body of Christ where anybody using another force cannot match us. I say it cannot match us in any way. We have to be more dangerous than anybody who uses another power. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Now let's bury our doctrine. So they say, so and so is going to give you something. And the Lord shows this. But don't take it. Because they can use it. To put your ministry to problems. They can land your marriage into problems. And it's true it can happen with certain people. Are you with me? But I've come to tell you that it didn't happen and it will not happen to every person. The Bible says that we know in this world that there are such things as gods. But to us there is only one God. And the Bible says that we are very conscious that there are many idols as of what people define as idols. Are you hearing me? But the Bible says, but we know that idols are nothing. He says, for though there be they that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, to us there is what? One God, the Father, whom, for, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Next verse. Give me the amplified of that. How be it? Uh -huh. How be it? Nevertheless, not all what? Not all what? Read it again. Not all what? Possess this what? But some through being all their lives until now accustomed to thinking of idols. Are you seeing the problem? To thinking of idols as what? As real and what? Living. Still consider the food offered to an idol as that sacrifice to a what? An actual God. And their weak consciences become defiled and injured if they eat. Are you with me? They eat, they think this is for the devil. They think this is of the idol. And because their conscience is weak, up to today they eat, the Bible says now, as to a reality of that thing and consider it living and still consider it the food, sorry, offered to that thing which they think is living and it is alive and it has a certain power. And their Bible says their conscience. Now the word conscience there carries the root word sunedo. And sunedo, sunedos, is the word translated as to be aware. So the word conscience is literally to be aware. Simply to make aware. Beware of dogs. You pass the gate when you what? When you what? Be, beware of, you just say, even if there is no dog, your conscience can tell you it seems. There's a guy one time who wrote on his gate, I have dogs, but beware of the owner. I don't know. 
I don't know what was in him. I think he was more dangerous than dogs. He says, I have dogs, but beware of the owner. As in, I'm more dangerous than my dogs. So, the conscience is the place that is made aware. You understand? Therefore, somebody wakes up and they know nothing about witchcraft, and then somebody tells them, that is witchcraft. And then they are what? You get it? And that is the day where their conscience is made weak. And when their conscience is made weak, when you bring something like a hanky, their conscience tells them that that hanky has enough power. You get my point? When they keep it, it will carry a certain... That is why when Paul is beginning that Corinthians 8 verse 1, see how he says. He says... Now, listen, as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have what? Before it puffs up. Eh? But he says, we know that we all what? So, Paul is not speaking to men who are ignorant. He's speaking to men who have knowledge. And then he's telling them the way it should be done. In fact, when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 8, you realize Paul is warning against people who know that they have knowledge to have certain things and those things can defile them and then they use those things in the presence of people whose consciences are too weak that they can defile them. That is his point. His point is not that, that you cannot be defiled only. His point is even though you carry the knowledge that you can't be defiled, there are certain things you shouldn't do in the presence of a brother who is weak because you might bring them trouble. Are you with me? But still it doesn't change it. Are you hearing me? That these things don't happen. Now, I'll give you an example. If you, in your head, you are aware that somebody can give you something and then it defies you and you are aware, the devil will give you something that will defy you. That is why there are certain people who can't give us gifts for us because they know <laughs> they won't work. Did you get what I said? There's some people who can't give us certain things. They know that you won't work. Do you understand? If your brain is open to the mind that if I use this thing, or if you have a thought in your spirit that there are certain things that somebody can put a demonic thing on, the, on and then send them to your house and those things have effect. Are you hearing me? The day you think that is the day the devil will send someone with the exact thing because he knows he can attack you over that. And the next thing you know, they'll give you something. And you'll put it in your house. And it will bring trouble. It will bring trouble. It will bring trouble. There are people who doctor, which doctors say, ah, you send a piece of her hair. Because her conscience is weak. Why don't they pick our hair? No, if you have them, let me, I can give you some peace. Then you take. He. They take photos of us every day. Now they don't speak to them and say, Apostle, far, far, far. Do you understand? But some of you, if they just get your photo like this, you're dead. If they pick a portion of your nail, you're dead. If they pick a, a place where your shoe has passed, you're dead. If they touch anything from you, you're dead. Then you go for deliverance services where they say, you woman, somebody stole your nika. Come here. I stole it. I stole it. Then the devil starts to speak. I stole it from her. I wanted to destroy her marriage. Then the man of God says, be delivered. And then you, then he says, you're free. Then she goes and says, there's a man of God who has deliverance anointing. If she steals a nika, send her another one. If they steal your bangle, send another. If she has taken one pair of shoes, send a second. You have to, to play at a place where you're so convinced. Look at how Elisha is dealing with, with, with the Baal prophets. Pray louder. Scratch your brains. Hit your... He knows fire can't come. 
His conscience knows fire can't come. Tell them jump higher. Scream louder. Maybe your gods, uh-uh, live here. Come and stand here. Maybe your gods don't hear from the other side. Scream. Because he knows the moment they are done. And then he gets on the same place and say, Rabba Kashakata Rabba, fire must come. But then you, people come for counseling and say, Apostle, they, they, um, I realized that some things were taken of mine. Let them take them. Let them take. Let them take. You see, let me tell you some. Paul, even Paul, by the way, was legal at a particular point. Paul also needed a certain dealing of God. God himself dealing with him. He had issues as well. That is why in Romans 14, 14, he says, I am persuaded. It means God had to take time to help the guy. He says, I know and I'm persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. Nothing. God needed to convince the guy there is nothing unclean in itself. But the next line says, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean to him. Let's read it in Amplified. He says, I know and I'm what? Persuaded as one in the Lord. Not with the Lord, but as one in the Lord. He says, I'm persuaded as one in the Lord. That what? Nothing is forbidden as essentially unclean, defiled, and unholy in itself. But nonetheless, it is unclean or defiled and unholy to anyone who thinks it's unclean. So by the time God has to persuade a man, he knows even the man also was not convinced. Paul, 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 Paul. Allow. Message. What does the message say? The message says, uh-huh, I'm what? And who convinced the guy? Paul had refused. Even him, sometimes he would go and touch things and say, ah, yeah, 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 I touched something demonic. I'm not going, I'm going to die. Then Jesus had to tell the guy, no, let me convince you. He says that everything in itself is holy. We, of course, by the way, we cheat it. Listen, all the word, talk about it can contaminate it. The problem is not what they put under your chair. Let them put more. I was praying. You see, let me tell you in my primary life of ministry, I just used to like to unearth things in people's beds and chairs and what. And I just get into your house and we start praying. Then I start to smell certain things and I start to bring them out. And then after people say, ay, 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 ay. But I realize that you see, they are going to put more. You're never going to stop people from putting stuff under your bed. Or in your chair. Or in your car. Until I had to make up my mind to kill that part of me. And I say, God, whether they've planted anything or they haven't, I refuse to observe that. Emma knows of a woman whom they sent things out. I sent her scriptures, planted them in the ground. Everything started to come out on itself. Then I told her in the month of September, everybody who sent witchcraft, they're going to come in your compound and they're going to run mad the same day. That month, all the five people came and they ran mad on her compound. They said, man! If they, they started to move around. Then they started to tell her, please allow us to remove our things. Allow us. Then she called me and said, Apostle, God has heard our prayer. They've asked me to remove their stuff. They've asked me to remove their stuff. I told her, now nah, tell them to leave them there. Then she said, Apostle, I said leave them. Then they said, please help us. <laughs> Why? The witch doctors who gave them to them also told them, go and pick your stuff if you want to leave. Pick your stuff from her compound if you want to leave. to a level that if somebody bewitched you on Tuesday and put something on your gate, they're the ones who have to come and knock and say, brother, the thing I planted here is haunting me. Hey, let me get it. Let me get it. 
Are you the one who put it there? No. Why do you dig them out? Let the owners come for them. Let the owners come for them. Let the owners come for them. Somebody throws feces on your gate, stand on that gate and say in the name of Jesus, the same hands that have put it there are going to be the same hands that remove it in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, Apostle, pray for us. We found feces on the gate. We burnt them. Really? One time I went for a certain family thing. They had stuff to burn. Man, a lot of it. And then I reached there. And then they had many things. Eh? They brought out sacks and sacks and sacks. And I said, burn them. We are ready to let go. And then when I released the sacks like this, I saw money. I said, wait. I don't burn money. I don't burn money. They said, Apostle, it was offered to idols. I told her, even me, I was offered to Riba Kasakatala. I don't burn money. I started picking my man. I told them, me, give it to me. <laughs> if you have stuff to burn, I book the money. I book the what? The money. Leave it for apostle. Because it might kill you. on somebody say greater is he who is in me than the devil in the world I collected my money then I burnt with a confidence I ate it and I'm still alive <laughs> I tithed of course the bible says the wealth of the wicked wicked Devil worshippers, devil worshippers is stored up. Don't burn money. There is nothing unclean in itself. But to the man who thinks that it is, to that man it becomes what? Unclean. Listen, even if you have something in your house. You understand? That is manufactured from hell. Are you hearing me? It has no power over you. So Paul just puts the sanity to say, you know what? Even if you have it, don't use it for stumbling others. For example, if you find something in my house and it really looks like hell, you'd ask yourself, Apostle Grace. You see? So that's the reason why I would not have it. But there are things that don't look like they are. You get my point? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? You see, somebody can say, if you use this thing and then put it in our house, this will happen. Okay? Or if you give her, like the other day I was praying for a woman, somebody gave her a dress and literally killed her marriage with a dress. And she came to me and told me, Apostle, my marriage was killed because somebody gave me a dress. Even a certain prophet revealed it to me. Let me tell you, I can't see that stuff and tell you the problem is your dress. Because it means that I might pray for you to get delivered on that same issue, but I'm not going to deliver the conscience that is aware of the next dress you will receive and the next shoe they will give you that will defy more. I sat her down and I told her, do you know who you are in God? Do you know who you are in God? For you to think that one small little kafane dress kills the testimony of Jehovah God upon your life. 
new creation in Christ Jesus. Behold, the old is past, and now the new, and all things are of God. So I told her the problem was not that they gave you dress. The problem was that your conscience was weak enough to observe an idol in the dress. And thereby your conscience became weak, you got defiled. So you're not defiled because they gave you a dress. They, no, you're defiled because they gave you a dress with a weak conscience. If your conscience was okay, you could have put on that dress woman and gotten married. But you gave power to the... You see, that's why Jesus says, it's not what enters a man that defiles him. It's what comes from the heart. Because out of the heart flow all things, from murder to all kinds of things, fornication and all his adulteries, all of those things he said are from the heart. That is why in Ezekiel 36 from about 25, when he realized that the problem was the human heart, he realized he was not going to deal with that same heart. He said in Ezekiel, uh-huh, let's read. Then I'll what? Sprinkle clean what? Upon you and you shall be for all your filthiness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. My God. Do you see? God doesn't take away idols to a new creature. He just cleanses it out of your mind and your spirit. He kills anything that should be an idol. And the next verse says, uh-huh, a new heart he refused to work with the one that has evil. He says, a new heart also will I want. And a new spirit will I put within. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. Uh-huh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in what? My statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. Next verse. Uh-huh. And you shall dwell in the land that I give to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Read 29, it's crazy. He says, I will also save you from your uncleannesses. He didn't say uncleanliness. You, you, did you get it? He didn't say that I will cleanse you from your uncleanliness. No. He says, I will cleanse you. I'll save you from your uncleannesses. Those consciences in your brain of the unclean things. He said, I'll save you. The word there for saving is I'll deliver you. I'll establish you above. Those unclean, unclean things. He said, I'll save you from those things. You're above them. You're above them. Don't you realize he didn't say from your uncleanliness. He said your uncleannesses, the consciences you have toward the things that are unclean. He says, I will save you from that nonsense. I'll remove that nonsense out of your system. I'll deliver you from that nonsense. I will liberate you from that nonsense. Of, this is unclean. This is evil. Somebody spat in my way. Somebody they planted something. Somebody have this. They put on our door. They put something on our door. I, the apostle, come and help us. We can't get out. We fear that someone might jump a taro. No, you jump it. Jump it. Jump it. Jump it. Because you're above all what? Uncleannesses. That whole mind of yours that thinks that they're certain unclean, be delivered. Be delivered. Let me tell you. Do you know why they can't throw certain things on my gate? They know. They know. They now skip them. Do you understand? One time I found a chicken dead. I said, God, I wish I found it just doing like this a bit. Right? Because I couldn't tell that I was dead. But I wish I found when it was just shaking a bit like this. I would have thanked God for lunch. That is why he says, when you go somewhere and they place something, eat without asking for conscience sake. You eat. Who cooked it? Who did it? Are you the one? Are you the one? The spirit told me that what? That eat. 
And that's why Paul says, conscience, not your own, but for the other guy. If you're not to eat, help the other guy. Just help the guy who is watching you. You understand? Because sometimes also us, we can be too much. We can know and have too much conscience about who we are that sometimes we kill people who are weaker. Let's go to Romans 14 verse 1. Give me the message version. He warned us. He warned us. So this is not for everybody. Give me the message. Uh-huh. Welcome with what? Open arms. Fellow what? Believers who don't see things the way you do. And don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with. Even when it seems that they are strong on opinions but weak in the faith department, remember they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. Don't just stop on people and tell them, you are idiot. No, 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 you treat them gently. I mean when I'm around people who are conscious of demons, I deal with them also in their level. But I want to deliver any member from Faniru. Says that you don't call us at your home but because they put things on your gate. Uh, uh, please call me for a meal or your graduation. I can't waste my time and spend my fuel. I'm coming to an uh, Next verse. He says, for instance, a person who has been around for a long while, like any funeral member, might well be convinced that he can eat anything on the table, while another with a different background might assume all Christians should be what? I tell you, there are some people like that. Don't eat this. If you eat this, it is unhealthy. If you take milk, it's for cows. If you take meat, it's for me. If you don't take this, leave us. The Bible says, do all things to the glory of God. Let him that eats not judge he that eateth not. And let him that eateth not, not judge he that eateth. Some people are so funny. They see you eating meat and they already have a problem. You're eating something. It is red meat. It has cholesterol. Eat cholesterol. Go away. Nothing is unclean. Even your vegetables can choke you. Am I lying? Even your vegetables can choke you. And I mean the moment I stand around and they say, Oh, red meat, leave me. Like you have a story, even me, I have mine. Some people come from too far. That eating meat is a, leave, your, leave people alone. But I won't touch you if you eat your vegetable. Eat your vegetable. You understand? But me, I'm not a rabbit. Uh -uh. Even God does not receive plant sacrifices. No. He says you shall burn ram, calf. Hallelujah! Have you ever heard God saying, put coriander seed, a little of cucumber, and broccoli. Burn it on a stony altar. <laughs> Tell your neighbor Chicola. <laughs> Tell your neighbor Chicola. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you're liberated from all uncleannesses. You're above them. Hallelujah. If they give you something, take it. And let them wait for it to defy you. And let them realize you're born of an incorruptible seed. Which is the word of God. It liveth and abideth forever. Oh, devil worshiper, sent a shoe. You put it on. Only to preach to them the gospel. And tell the devil worshiper, I'm putting on your shoe. Let me see whether will defy me. But adventure, they'll have to go back to hell and ask the devil, why didn't it work? And the devil says, that one was saved from their uncleannesses. <laughs> Before the throne of God above, I have a strong If you're here and you had any conscience defiled because of what you were taught, right now I want you to raise your right hand and say from today I am done with that nonsense. Say I am done with that nonsense. I am persuaded by Jesus Christ.
in the name of Jesus that nothing can defile me. Nothing is unclean in itself. And I refuse to regard idols. I am delivered from the thought that I can be bewitched. I'm delivered from the thought that the devil can send a point of contact and it has an effect on me. I am above and not beneath. I'm saved from all uncleannesses. I'm more than a conqueror by Christ. Great is he that is in me than the devil in the world. If the Lord be for me, none can be against me. In the name of Jesus. Right now I release the anointing that delivers all consciences. I command all your consciences to be delivered. Anybody in this room and your conscience was defiled by reason of the anointing. The entrance of his word brings light. The sure word of prophecy to which we do good to heed as a light that shines in the darkness. Thank you Lord because people's consciences are clear. And no man goes out of this room with the thought that they can be bewitched, that they can fail, that they can be disgruntled, that they can regress, that a devil or a witch doctor or a wizard can mess their lives up. We decree and declare that it is well with us in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. Tell your neighbor you're free. Give somebody a high five and tell him you're free, darling, you're free. Give somebody a high five and tell him you're free. You're free, brother. You're free. You're free. You cannot be defiled. You cannot be defiled. Tell somebody you cannot be defiled. 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 Tell them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you have never given your life to Christ, everything I've been speaking is for believers. So if you want to join the chariot, if you want to be born again, repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord and that you died and rose again. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero, make manifest.